It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to our weekend edition of the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, Ashley Bastock, and I go through some scenarios with Baker Mayfield and the trade market today. We get into a little bit of what Mary Kay wrote uh, in her Browns Insider column that went up on Thursday. Just talking all sorts of, like, could he go to Carolina, Seattle, uh, things like that. And then we get into a little bit of the Deshaun Watson suspension and where that could be going as we await news on what the NFL will decide there. Uh, Now, Football Insider, I tell you about it every single podcast, but I'm telling you, you want to get involved. Cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page to get a newsletter delivered to your inbox every single day. Access to exclusive stories on Cleveland.com slash Browns, and of course, become one of our text subscribers. So again, Cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page to get info and get signed up. All right, here we go. Our weekend edition of the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. Here we go on our weekend slash Monday podcast on the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Mary Kay Cabot put up a uh, insider column on Thursday night. Um, a lot about Baker Mayfield in here. So, Mary Kay, let's kind of go through what you wrote here um, and, and some of the topics here. And it just starts with the Panthers and, and them being a realistic possibility. And this just sort of keeps dragging on this Browns Carolina connection like it during the draft okay maybe it'll happen this weekend it didn't happen mini camp maybe it'll happen before mini camp it didn't happen and here we are it's about to be July Baker Mayfield is still at Brown but apparently the Panthers are still interested yes it's my understanding that the Panthers are still interested and that this thing does actually have a realistic chance of happening there are certain flashpoints when it comes to to situations like this. And minicamp was one of them. Uh, and when it didn't get done by minicamp, like some of us thought it might, flashpoint is basically the start of training camp. Right now, in this very moment, there's no pressure to get anything done. Of course, everybody would like to have something done. But as you move a little closer to training camp, I think the sense of urgency will ratchet up a little bit, but it is my understanding uh, that they are still interested. And I think it's to the point where uh, the two sides can work out the draft pick compensation and the salary. They kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and and I, I think there's a chance that they will be able to work this out. Scott, do you think Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther week one? Man, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it talk about storylines? Uh mm-hmm. I don't know if, if I know the NFL is weird and things change and it's just, it's hard to understand if they can't get there now, what would 
what would change two weeks or, you know, three weeks, four weeks from now um, when camp begins. I, but I'm sure the Panthers are sitting there looking at like free agent opportunities. I just wrote about like other options the Browns might consider if Joshua Dobbs is kind of moved up into that number two spot. Jacoby Brissett has to start for a while. And those players out there don't look great. Like you got Cam Newton. The Panthers have been down that road before. Guys like Mike Glennon, um, Josh Rosen. So I, I don't know. I don't know what has to change if they just suddenly relent um, and say, all right, we'll take half his salary or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm rooting for it, though. I, I'd like to see Baker go and reunite with Richard Higgins and, you know, recreate their uh, <laughs> their touchdown celebration. Uh, that would be fun to see. I'm sure the Browns don't want to see that. But week one, Baker Mayfield versus the Browns, it doesn't get better than that. What we really want is for Ellis to have to write about Baker Mayfield and Richard Higgins. That's what we really, that's <laughs> full disclosure. That's what he could we get really away. Want. Yeah. You just you can't <laughs> escape it. Uh, Ashley, I'm trying to decide, like, I, I see why the Panthers would want to trade for Baker Mayfield, but I'm also torn on this idea of does Baker make them almost like too good? I this know, is sort of an, the... this is sort of an NBA thing, right? Like there's this big, there's this great prospect in next year's NBA draft, a, a foreign prospect. And there's like Oklahoma city is a team that drafted a bunch of guys last night. Did they get too good to be in the running for this guy? I, I just wonder if Carolina's in like that same situation. It is like a big question. I think I've had, because I think if you're the Panthers and you're sitting around, like I, I think for me, really, there's no question that Baker Mayfield would put you in a better spot to win games than either Sam Darnold or Matt Corral. Like that's just the reality of the situation. But it's a matter of do they, like you're saying, Dan, actually want to win those games next year? Or do they want to essentially try and tank and go after their quote unquote quarterback of the future in the 2023 draft? Like if that's the plan, then yeah, like I don't necessarily know what their incentive becomes, but if they aren't thinking that far ahead, which like I don't know that they are or or aren't, but it's like to me on the surface level like Baker Mayfield immediately is a better option than what they have and that's what makes sense and in terms of the sense of urgency like things might start it's easy to see like when and why there there are these certain flashpoints that Mary Kay is talking about and on when getting that deal done is going to become I think more important for them and at that point it's about figuring out the money and is it going to take the Browns you know paying him nine million dollars or whatever to to get it done then I think you go ahead and do it just to put this to bed essentially. But yeah, I think it's an interesting conundrum. If you were the Panthers, like, are you, are you really interested in what the positives that Baker Mayfield can provide for you? Well, and the other thing, Mary Kay, and look, this isn't the Browns problem. They, they don't care, but if you're the Panthers, then you've got Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, both making $18 million a year. Is there a world where the Browns would want Sam Darnold back? Like, let's say Deshaun Watson is suspended for the season and it holds up. Would, would the Browns look at that and say, eh, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to have. I mean, Scott was throwing out backup quarterback options like Josh Rosen and Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick. Would it be so bad if Sam Darnold was the Browns backup quarterback? You know, once again, and I'm going to be saying this so often, and I always say it is never say never, never mm-hmm. say never in this business, but it's very, very unlikely that they would acquire Sam Darnold in this trade. That's not, really necessarily been discussed uh, seriously. 
I mean, if that's the only way to make this happen, I suppose it could happen. Uh, but at this very moment, that's not something that that really is on the table. Scott, your list. I mean, where's Sam Darnold on that list? I mean, we should have thrown that out of the textures too. Like, well, is yeah, Sam Darnold ahead well, of all these guys? Well, I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of steered clear of trades because you can, you know, obviously there's just infinite number of possibilities there. But uh, I would think, I mean, look, no, nobody, he doesn't have obviously more experience than guys like Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton. However, he is much younger. Um there is that uh, it would come down to the Browns trying to figure out, does he fit into what we're trying to do and not necessarily what, what the Browns did in 2020 or 2021, but how this offense is supposed to change and look because we noted that three guys they got um, have, there's a thread there. They're, they're mobile, they're athletic. They can move. Um, ideally a play action offense is going to make a quarterback better no matter who are who, whoever you are. Um, so in that respect, things could work out for Sam Darnold, but I, I don't know how much of their, how much of their playbook would they have to not use? A lot of these are mysteries because we don't know what that new offense is going to look like, but mm-hmm. I will, I will concede that yes, he is a better option than, than the guys that I, I put on that list. I, I mean, I don't know. Why not just collect as many 2018 quarterbacks as you can trade Baker, bring in Sam Darnold and then sign Josh Rosen. Ashley, it's the perfect situation. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like a nightmare situation. Dan, don't, don't give the people this on their weekend. They're trying to enjoy it. Um, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm so like, whatever about him at this point, like if you got to do it to get a deal done fine. But like Mary Kay was saying, like, why would that kind of happen at this stage? Like, it just seems a little bit nonsensical for me. Obviously the money thing I think is a big, is a big holdup thing, but I think that's always kind of, that's, that's why we haven't seen a deal done for Baker yet. It's, it's all about the money and what team is going to want to take that on because they're basically playing chicken with the Browns right now and seeing, okay, well, if they cut him, then it's, it's kind of fair game. Like how many teams have we heard? Like they're not interested now, but they would be if the Browns were just to cut him and not try to execute that trade. Yeah. But, but, but there's no way this happens because they're not taking it. The whole, the the Browns want to get that money. It's not just getting rid of Baker Mayfield. It's getting rid of that money. They, they have a backup quarterback. They have a third string quarterback. You know, if, if Sean Watson is suspended for the entire year, they will bring someone else in at the back end of that depth chart. I, there's no way this this is like, this is almost at the level of maybe Baker Mayfield will take some snaps <laughs> for the Browns this year. That <laughs> argument that seems still be floating around out there. Well, the other thing, I mean, as you guys have mentioned is that, I mean, Sam has the identical $18.86 million contract uh, that Baker has. And so you'd have to work through that too. The Browns aren't, they're not going to want to pay that any more than the Panthers wanted to pay that to Baker. So yeah. uh, that would have, you'd have to work through all of that. And it would have to include probably some more draft picks exchanged and it would, it would get kind of messy, I think. So um, I think they just need to keep it the way that it is and really work through uh, the parameters of how much the Browns are paying. And I put in my Browns insider that at this point, I think it's probably in the neighborhood of half. But what you have to remember about that is uh, they're looking at it in terms of the NBA style salary dump 
where they're just basically kind of paying for that. They're paying for a draft pick. They're, they're paying money for a draft pick. They're unloading uh, at least half the salary. So they would be spending, you know, whatever, $9 million, eight something, $9 million to get whatever draft pick they get back. And they spent $16 million for a second round pick, one that turned into Nick Chubb. So, you know, they place a premium on, on, on draft picks like that. So, you know, we'll have to see what they, what they get in return, but it will correspond to the money they pay. All right. Uh, let's take a break here. And then when we get back, we'll talk about the other team that you mentioned, Mary Kay, in your insider column and uh, see why they wouldn't be interested in Baker Mayfield. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. So the other team, and this one is different from Carolina in, in one way. Like, like I could make the case, like, like we said earlier, that Carolina maybe wants to not win a ton of games and maybe get into that quarterback sweepstakes next year. Um, although Matt Rule, the Matt Rule situation is interesting because he's probably got to fight to keep his job a little bit. Seattle, though, on the other hand, Mary Kay, that just... They're not a team that strikes me. They're a little bit like the Steelers and some other organizations that I just don't see an appetite for them to bottom out. And at the same time, their quarterbacks right now are Drew Locke and Geno Smith. So, look, this isn't to say Baker Mayfield is some franchise-saving quarterback for them, but again, we've talked about this. I think he can go win games if the structure's right, and they've got some weapons there. They have some good receivers. I feel like he could do something there. Uh, so he could be somewhat successful. Why is Seattle kind of lukewarm on this? Well, first of all, I agree with you 100% that that would be a, a good landing spot for him. You, you know, those receivers are, are excellent uh, and they have a good supporting cast on that team. And I, and we've all seen uh, that he fares a lot better when he's surrounded by really good talent. Um, now I have heard that it's not front burner, that they don't want to pay that salary, that they don't want to make this trade necessarily, and that all along they have kind of been waiting uh, for the Browns to have to cut Baker Mayfield, which the Browns have no intentions of doing. So I have heard they're interested, but not at this price. Having said that, there are a couple of other people this week uh, that are writing that the Seahawks are very interested and also willing to do, uh, possibly willing to do an extension. And that's um, Josina Anderson is writing that or saying that on Twitter. And then, um, I saw Aaron Wilson had something similar about that. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, I guess that could be happening, um, but it's just not the way that, that, that I've been able to, to get to the bottom of it so far at this point. Uh, I, I do think that he has a better chance of landing in Carolina. An extension. See, that, that's the thing. When I saw those reports, Ashley, an extension, like, I don't know why, again, this isn't the Browns problem. I don't know why Seattle would want to extend Baker. I don't know what that would look like, but 
you know, I, I, I still just feel like that situation for Baker would be a good situation for him to maybe try to revive his career. And that is a team that I think would at least want to go nine and eight or something like that. Right. And that's like part of it, right? Like they don't have the same question lingering around them that like we talked about with Carolina, which is, do they actually want to win or do they want to go after those quarterbacks in 2023? Um, But it it is interesting, like extending him to me makes no sense when I heard that part of it in a report, because obviously everyone saw how his season went last year when he wasn't healthy and how we already kind of knew like Baker Mayfield was a guy who you basically have to have the perfect system around him giving some given some of his physical constraints for him to be successful and you can win games like that like the Browns did it in 2020 obviously uh but it is like a different kind of work and and I just don't know given what happened in 2021 especially like we talk about all the time like the last real national glimpses of Baker Mayfield were two abysmal games when he threw four interceptions against the Packers and had, you know, five or six balls batted down in Monday night football by the Steelers in week 17. So I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me at the end of the day, but again, like you said, Dan, it's not the Browns problem (laughs) that we're discussing, but at the end of the day, I don't know why anyone would be willing to extend him before seeing him play in 2022. Yeah. The Seahawks only have, according to overthecap.com, they only have a little over 16 million in space for this year. Um, so there'd have to be some dealing there, by the way, they're in top five in dead money for this year. So they got their own issues going on there in Seattle, but think about being the Seahawks or the Panthers right now. And thinking about Baker Mayfield, you, you think about all the things we've talked about earlier this off season, about even like before the, the Sean Watson thing happened, we were talking about how do you view Baker Mayfield? It's like, is he the answer right now? He, for the Browns, he was we, at that point, we were like, we, we don't really know. We don't know. So we had all those different scenarios. Do you bring in another veteran? Do you trade somebody? All these. And that's where the Seahawks, like the Seahawks are probably going through that. The Panthers are probably going through that. You know, here's a guy who clearly we don't know if he's the answer. Is that someone we want to bring in and spend however much money on? not really knowing and the whole extension thing just comes out of left field when you think about it like that it's like why would they be thinking about baker mayfield any differently than the browns had you know as soon as the season ended i don't think they would be so it kind of makes sense that this thing hasn't happened yet because nothing has happened between the end of the season and now to make anybody change their mind about what baker mayfield can be and when i asked somebody yesterday that that should know if that was happening with the Seahawks, that there were discussions and talks about an extension, a person that should know didn't know and hadn't heard anything like that. So therefore it leads me to believe that I just don't know if that really is, is happening quite like that. Um, And then as far as the, the extension is concerned, um, I mean, as, as we're saying here, Baker Mayfield is coming off of a shoulder surgery his non-throwing left shoulder, we know that. But uh, but nevertheless, what nobody knows is how much of last season had to do with that shoulder or how much did last season have to do with the way he was being used and the way defenses were attacking him. And if you play him differently, can you get that good Baker back again? And if his shoulder is, if he's completely healthy, will you get the good Baker back again? 
uh, or have defenses caught up to him, perhaps, you know, some of the things that he does really well, like the bootlegs and the rollouts, which, you know, throwing on the run like that, I, I always thought was one of his strengths. Um, so it, who is he? And I think you need 2022 to figure that out and to figure out what he's worth. I think this is a, a prove it year for him. I think he needs to get back out there and show what the heck he can do before anybody's going to be willing to commit those first round quarterback dollars to him. Okay. So that brings me back to something I said on yesterday's podcast. And I completely agree with the premise that Baker Mayfield will never take another snap for the Cleveland Browns. But again, let's say next Friday, we find out that Sean Watson is suspended for the season. It goes through the appeal process, whatever that is, like a 10-day window or something. And we'd find out that the suspension was upheld. He's going to be out for the year. I mean, there is a case to be made, I think, and you guys can disagree with me. There's a case to be made that it's in both parties' best interests, even if it's completely unrealistic to try and figure this thing out and figure out how to get Baker Mayfield on the field. I, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with him, but I still feel like a healthy Baker Mayfield is better than what Jacoby Brissett would do for you. Is that? It just seems like like Baker needs to suck it up and say, you know what, this is a prove it year. I'll I'll do this for you guys, and the Browns kind of need to say, yeah, we don't love that idea, but you give us a better chance to win. Again, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I feel like maybe that that discussion should be had at least. You know what? Stranger things have happened in the and in the NFL. I mean, stranger things have happened. You know, one of the times I said never, I think had to do with or people said never had to do with like Josh Gordon. He's never coming back here. He's never playing for the Cleveland Browns again. He's never going to make it back in the league. Well, look how that went. And then if I recall correctly, there was a. Uh, you know, Derek Anderson coming back to the Brown, that Browns, that was a never, you know, there, there've been nevers that weren't never. So, um, so I think it's the same in this case, in the event that the actual suspension for Deshaun Watson turns out to be a full year after appeal, because I don't think any of us would be overly shocked at this point, if the initial suspension is a year, but then I think, you know, we all expect that he will appeal and maybe that gets knocked back. Uh, but if the ultimate suspension is one full year, you know, that that could change the dynamics of this thing. Does it change it enough to get Baker Mayfield back onto the field? I really don't think so. I really don't think so. I mean, I actually still think that they feel like they can, with the defense that they have, the supporting cast they have, that they can get enough out of J- Jacoby Brissett that it that it wouldn't they wouldn't be that much farther ahead of the game by playing Baker Mayfield even though we all view him as a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett I just think that when you factor in everything else that goes along with it the distraction the loyalties the allegiance and all that kind of stuff I just think they will deem all of that not worth it yeah there's no way I'm having that conversation I don't <laughs> There's fans out there that would love that to happen, but I don't know if they're aware, but this is not the last season in the history of football. Um, They do have Deshaun Watson for four more years after this under contract. Uh, And I think if I'm Andrew Barry, if I'm the Browns, I would much rather have Jacoby Brissett go through this season as the starter and then have him coming back next 
year, having that experience behind Deshaun Watson, then going through one season of Baker Mayfield, and then moving on from him, and then bringing in Deshaun Watson off suspension. That that would make no sense to me. It, it would, I think it would be better long-term, it would be better for the team, it would be better for just the experience, depth, all of that. Um with the thinking and then you're reminding yourself that, you know, this is not the end of football this year. I, I was just going to say, you know, I think it's a fun thought exercise because I'm, I'm with you, Dan. Like I think maybe all parties involved except Jacoby Brissett are better off. If, if Deshaun Watson is suspended for a year uh, to have Baker Mayfield play for all the reasons that, that you guys have kind of outlined, but at, at the end of the day, in terms of why I think it's not realistic, I do fall in line more with Scott's line of thinking that it's just too much of a distraction. I do not think Baker Mayfield would ever be able to get past all this stuff that has gone on these last like three or so months. Um, and, and maybe rightfully so, but I, I just don't see this realistically being an option. And, you know, that's that's why I think things kind of are where they are. But it is just ironic. And like I said, an interesting kind of thought experiment, because in theory, if he's healthy and, and actually performs like this is this is the argument for why another team should should give him that big contract that he wants, even though it's not going to be here. So um, it is it is interesting, but I just think so completely unrealistic at this point. And I don't know that I would be willing to take on the extra distractions that would come with it. The point that that I was going to make next, I think it falls under our our next category. So is the next one the Deshaun suspension? Yes, I think so. Um, okay. when, when will the Browns find out about the Deshaun suspension? Okay, are we ready to move on to that? Yeah, yet, let's let's go ahead and the whole Baker. Let, let's go ahead and wrap up with that. I I mean I look, I think the Baker thing is a I think it's a topic for June 24th. It's it's <laughs> again, I don't think it's super realistic, but I think it's something that's kind of fun to talk about and I do wonder if that discussion at least gets like had a little bit in the building if they aren't going to have Deshaun Watson, but I just don't think it's it's realistic it's, that they would say, yeah, let's do it. It's yeah. fun to talk about the way it's fun to talk about, like putting an egg in the microwave or something, you know? Yeah. You just know it's not going to turn out very well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, again, not impossible. None of these things are impossible. Even Sam Darnold is not impossible. Jimmy Garoppolo is not impossible. None of these things are impossible, but highly Highly, highly unlikely. All right. So Mary Kay, what, what were you going to say about uh, as, as we move on to this Deshaun Watson, hearing about the Deshaun Watson suspension, it, it's got to be close. We're recording this on, on the 24th on, on Friday. It's It's got to be coming soon, right? Yeah. I mean, I've heard from a couple of different people that it could be as early as next week. Uh, so, so that could possibly happen uh, unless things are kind of going crazy behind the scenes a little bit. And just so people know, even though there is a policy and a procedure and an order of operations for how these things are done, just as in the same way that in the legal field, there are discussions that go on between a lawyer and a prosecutor before the grand jury convenes. uh, (laughs) These things also, (laughs) these things happen in, in these kinds of situations. So the NFLPA has had discussions with the NFL on, you know, what might happen. And I think we saw that the NFLPA fired its, you know, salvo last week where it basically 
let it out there that, you know, they're going to argue about the owners and that they're not going to stand for, you know, a, a big unprecedented suspension. And um, so there's already stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, and unless that gets really messed up, I think they probably will hand something down next week so that everyone can kind of regroup a little bit in the couple of weeks before training camp and figure out what the plan is going to be. So that that's what I'm kind of bracing myself for. Um, so that that's the, you know, that's the first question to be answered here, but I have come up with something that if I were the Browns, I would be looking into and asking about, and that is, and nobody has actually discussed this. And maybe there are reasons why this can't or shouldn't happen. I don't know yet because I haven't asked anybody else about this yet. But there is another thing that you can do besides the finite suspension, besides the indefinite suspension, uh, and that is you can ban him. You can actually ban him from football and with the, uh, you know, then he has to apply for reinstatement. And if I were the Browns, I might actually be arguing for that one. Now, in the past, and I'll tell you why, in the past, an indefinite suspension was just that. You had to apply for reinstatement and whatever. But now those two things are separate from what I can tell when I read the policy. And maybe you guys, if you've read the policy, maybe you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. But the way that I'm reading it is that there are three different categories, the finite, indefinite, and then a ban. But if it is the way that it used to be, under if you're banished from the league you do not your your contract you're not getting paid and your contract tolls to the next season so as in the case of Josh Gordon if you guys recall his contract would toll and he the browns would then still have him for two more years instead of the only one more year that you would have if you're suspended for a year and you're getting paid so if he is banned for a year, it sounds bad, but the Browns would still get to have him for the full five years. So again, I probably have to, you know, check into this a little bit more to make sure it would all go quite like this. But if it is what I'm saying like that, uh, I would argue that if it was going to be a year, I would ask them to ban him so that you don't lose the year of his contract. Ban is such a big word though. <laughs> like, because like, there is this PR element to this and ban is like, whoa, that's like Pete Rose banned from the hall of fame. Like that's, that's a really tricky word to throw out there. I, I feel is. like, you know, Mary Kay, you, you've talked about the indefinite suspension before. And, mm -hmm. and I do feel like that could be in play just to sort of muddy up the appeal process a little bit. So like, we're mm -hmm. going to give you an, we want a year, we're going to say indefinite. And then on appeal, we're still going to be able to just make it a year, something like that. I mean, now, again, these are all just June 24th mental gymnastics that I'm doing <laughs> before we actually know what's going to happen. But it, it feels like the, if the NFL wants a year, it feels like they're going to play this in a way to try and get that year to be upheld. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe that's something they would do. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, I will check into this a little bit more, but 
what would you guys think of that? Trying to hang on uh, to that year so that you don't lose it and you would have him for all five years. And yet he still has to suffer the consequences in the league's mind of sitting out the year. Sorry, I didn't hear anything Mary Kay said after she she mentioned how this could come down next week because it reminded me I'm on vacation. <laughs> so you guys have fun dealing with all this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll find it. It makes Scott. sense. It, I, I mean, it makes sense, though, if, if you can figure out a way to have him for the full length of the contract. However, now he's out of football for two straight years. And how long does it take him to get where you want him to be as a player? Um. I don't know. I guess if he's gone for a year, if he's suspended for a year or banned for a year, I guess it doesn't really matter. A year's a year, but now you're talking two years and I don't know. Maybe they're prepared for that. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Browns and like Scott's saying, if it's going to be a year regardless and one is more financially feasible for you as an organization. And again, this is a very cynical way of looking at all of this stuff. I I know it's, it's, it's it's very cynical, but it's, I mean, it's just kind of like the reality of the league, I feel like in a lot of ways. So um, it's, it's understandable. I think Mary Kay's point why that might be something for the people who are currently in the Browns front office, why it wouldn't feel like the end of the world because it is. And and the way that contract is structured, obviously we've talked about it. It's structured a certain way for certain reasons, but um, I I do think it is an interesting, an interesting thought that it's kind of understandable. Like ban is a big word. It has a big connotation, but it's not something I think the people in Berea would be panicking about. All right, so there we go. Our uh, for our weekend uh, Monday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, uh, going through Mary Kay Cabot's insider uh, that she posted on Thursday night. If you haven't read it yet, go to Cleveland.com/slash Browns. That's also where you can sign up to be a Football Insider subscriber. It's the blue banner at the top of the page uh, to get info and get signed up. And also, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Mary Kay, Scott, Ashley, I will talk to you later. <laughs>